1: Hello, and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. This is Adventures with Outdoor Woman, and here's your host, this is Susie Roloff. Hey guys, and welcome back to another Adventures with Outdoor Woman segment podcast i'm your host Susie roloff and today i have an awesome epic guest for you i have the lovely emily edge from dodgeville wisconsin now uh some of my followers here you may not really know or if you haven't heard of emily she isn't uh you know uh avid kayak angler kind of like uh you know our main segment focuses on but uh she's an awesome lady angler as it is so i figured i'll kind of change things up a little bit and highlight some of the other ladies in the fishing industry so uh emily welcome to the show uh tell us a little bit about yourself uh you know where you grew up how you got into fishing and uh yeah we'll go from there
2: Hi, perfect. Thank you. Um, so I really haven't been fishing that long. Um, yes, I grew up doing it, but I really got into fishing religiously as I like to call it the past three years. And then this past year is the year that I really kicked it into high gear where I did a lot of studying, a lot of traveling, and then, you know, just trying to fish as much as I can, nearly fishing every single day this year, um, with a few exceptions, but I fished a lot this year um and my mom was a big angler and still is so I think that's really what got me into it uh so we take a lot of trips together as well and just kind of took off uh and I became an addict so <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome awesome so um did you have your mom kind of help teach you how to fish or have you been kind of learning on your own uh, how's your learning process been so far
2: Um, So she has taught me a little bit. She is a big into catfishing, so that's kind of her realm. Um, So she doesn't do too much of like luring or figuring out what plastics to use or anything like that. Um, But she has helped me, you know, like setting up real fishing and fishing for northern when we go up to Vilas County. Otherwise, this past year, I kind of just took initiative and decided that YouTube is a great tool so uh, I just started watching so many videos and not only that but then also purchasing more uh, like baits and lures outside of my comfort zone and just getting away from that bobber fishing which is I love but that was kind of like holding me back and I wasn't you know catching many fish because I was just waiting for them to come take the worm so really kind of did yes a lot of credit goes to my mom and Um, What she has taught me, but I also put on a lot of work this uh, past few years, just kind of studying on my own, which I love. So,
1: Nice. Do you have any uh, favorite YouTube channels that you like the most so far?
2: Um, That's a tough question. Um, I can't even think of any. I just kind of watch a lot. Uh, I don't necessarily watch and go for the ones with the most views because it's kind of like a rabbit hole for me. I'll watch one and then it'll suggest and then I just keep clicking and then it's like oh my gosh four hours later I am like so far off topic what I came here for. So um, I found a lot of anglers that way but no particularly favorites that I just kind of go to all the time. I like Mm -hmm. to um, and everybody fishes differently so you can learn one thing from one angler and then you go watch the same technique and it's completely different how they do it. So I like to uh, just have a broad horizon of. Sure
1: yeah that's that's awesome you know I mean me myself you know I didn't have um, uh, you know I had my parents and everything but they didn't really fish or anything like that and I didn't get into fishing myself until uh, kind of my later college years and then kayak fishing took off for me in about 2014 and a lot of it you know i've learned on my own as well right but uh you know i've uh been lucky to you know gain uh different friendships along the way have other people um you know kind of show and tell me a little bit when we're on the water but where i live right now compare comparison to uh, a lot of the people that i know through like the different clubs and everything, turn- i'm kind of segregated from everybody so when i do go fishing I still don't go alone all the time and it does give me a lot of opportunity to kind of experiment and try to figure things out but I do wish sometimes you know that I had somebody there with me so I could actually like see what they're doing be like all right what'd you just do <laughs> type of yeah. Thing. Um, yeah. but yeah uh, YouTube is definitely a, a good resource and I know the rabbit hole all too well you know you're like okay yeah I'm watching this and then it shows the suggestions like well, yeah. What is that? And then you just, you keep going yep. and you, before, you know, it, it's like, oh, it's one o'clock. I better go to bed. <laughs> yeah,
2: that is the story of my life. It happens too often. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: So, um, looking over your profile, um, I see, uh, that, uh, you are on this pursuit to catch all 160 plus species of fish in Wisconsin. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I'm kind of crazy, um, as you'll find out, with fishing. Um, so I just kind of decided that in the past year, I caught uh, my first what, double-nosed sturgeon back in September of 2019, and I'm like, this is so cool, I never even knew this like existed. I mean, I did, but not you know that it was right where I'd be fishing or in this area. And then I got into delving into what species all exist in Wisconsin, and I'm like, what? This is insane. I did not even know probably 140 of them even exist, you know, besides the bass, the, the common fish that most people catch. So mm-hmm. that's been my mission now. Um, and I think since in the past year, I've caught probably over 15 or something. But in, since March, I've caught 10 new species. So that it's been a really good year. And I've gotten really lucky on how I've caught some of those species, um, but when I get into the the micro species, like the smaller fish that are more bait fish and like more uncommon, um, I'm really going to have to learn how to do that and study more because I have no idea. That is a whole new realm to me. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. You know, and thinking about that, too, it's like 140 species, like, or even like 160, it's like, that's a lot. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, you think about, you know, your bigger fish, you know, you got your couple different species of bass, you got pike, musky, your bluegill, your panfish, your trout, and then you're like, okay, well, what's after that? Then you got your alewives, your little minnows, and you're like, oh yeah, there
2: is a lot more out there. Yeah. It's really eye-opening um, because I still don't even know all the species that are out there. It's just so many. So when you look at like, um, Somebody in Madison, Wisconsin has made this big graphic of all the fish species of Wisconsin. And just looking at it, you're like, I don't even understand how all of these fish can exist here and nobody knows about them. Or people probably do, but not many know about them. So yes, it's pretty cool.
1: Right. Yeah. And of course, you know, learning about the different, uh, biodiversity, uh, -hmm. to be able to have these different types of species, you know, just in certain areas as well and food chains and, uh, everything like that. So, uh, what's, uh, what's been some of your, uh, favorite uh, species that you've caught so far
2: in Wisconsin? Yeah. Um, let me see. I have a list here, but let me think. That is a good question. I didn't prepare for this uh, because it seems like the way when I go fishing, like I love big fish, of course, everybody does. But usually it's like some of the smallest ones are the fun ones to me and like the most memorable. So when people ask me that, I'm like, oh, boy. Um, or if like I had to name like the funnest trip this year, I can't because it's just they're all so great. Um, I guess definitely the the lake sturgeon that I caught back in March was pretty cool. Um, did not expect that. And I was by myself. So I'm so glad that I landed it because usually a big fish like that, I would probably make a rookie mistake and mess up, but I landed it. So that was pretty cool. I was shaking like crazy and couldn't believe it happened. I'm like, ah, what's happening? Um, so that was pretty fun. And then I did a trolling trip on Lake Michigan this, this summer with my mom and my niece um, and caught a couple new species there. So that was pretty great too. Nice. So how, how did you catch that
1: sturgeon? What were you originally trying to fish for?
2: Yeah. Um, so I was using just a cheap pole from Walmart, a Shakespeare, the tiger, the tiger fishing rod that they have and just a worm on the bottom. So I was hoping for catfish or any rough fish really did not expect the sturgeon to be back in this little backwater. So when it hit, I thought it was just a big sucker or like a red horse, Mm -hmm. um, because they hit and run or, you know, like a drum. And then all of a sudden it jumped and I'm like, Oh, we have a situation. Like this (laughs) isn't what I thought it was. So yeah, that's when I started shaking. I'm like, Holy crap. Okay. We're in this, I guess. Um, so that was a good experience. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Oh
1: man. I couldn't even imagine like, that's definitely one of those bucket list species for me at least. I mean, I know we have them, ish somewhere here in Illinois um maybe on the rivers I'm not 100% certain yeah Yeah. but uh yeah it definitely be a fun uh species to catch um
2: and it it wasn't huge I mean I think it was 40 40 or 45 I don't remember exactly but which it's not big because they get up to what 60 something that's huge yeah, yeah to land this fish by myself almost in the dark I was like Okay. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you talk to other people too. And it's just like, how many people can
1: really say that they've caught like a sturgeon like that before, you know, and even accidentally sometimes too, it's just like, you don't really hear a lot about it. So yeah, it's definitely a, um, a triumph for sure um let's see here now also looking um through your uh, profile as well i see that you were featured in a um was it like a magazine or like a article uh down in mississippi about uh catching a near record catfish while noodling i mean come on that's that's awesome
2: (laughs) yeah so that is still crazy to me and i don't still don't understand uh (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, I went down to Mississippi, Mississippi this June, like right before season ended in July and noodled for the first time. Yeah, so I didn't know what to expect. I just, you know, I've seen YouTube videos and they just like Hannah Barron and Allie from Alabama, just they hold their breath, go down and pull up a big cat. So I just thought that's what we were doing. Um, but when we got down there, we found out that we were also diving for these cats so, so we had to we had to use goggles goggles and, and, air air homes, and air homes. uh to uh, dive, uh, down, dive these down boxes, boxes. uh and, and try to noodle these caps and you can't see anything so um I was down there two days I tried to dive the first day and I just couldn't mentally do it like I got halfway and I panicked and I'm like huh ah, this is not for me like I gotta go back up and I guess I was almost down to the bottom and I didn't realize And the, the guide was down there. He's like, you were right there. Like I was trying to grab you. I'm like, shoot, don't tell me that now.
1: Oh no. So I,
2: yeah. So I went, so the second day we were there, the last day I uh, was on deck to go. So I was in the water going to help this girl that was going to go and help her to the boat with her cat. And she couldn't go um, because she tried and she just couldn't. So they were like, we need a diver. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not prepared, but okay, I'm going. Um, So I'm like having a panic attack at this point, just so nervous. So I dove down 12 and a half feet and I couldn't see anything. I almost gave up going down and finally got down there. I was backwards. So the the guide was down there and he helped turn me around and helped me get in the box um, and helped me stay down because when you're down there, you got to lay flat, otherwise you're going to float back up um and I went down noodled this cat did not realize what was happening on the other end of my hands um this cat with one hand and then wrapped my arm around with the other and then started swimming up and then when we swam up I was trying not to like die from like trying to process everything um I was the cat was slipping out of my hand so I'm like oh my gosh um there's so much adrenaline running that I wrapped my whole body around it and I still didn't consciously realize what was happening. You know, I just thought, Oh, I have a fish. Let's go. Cause I don't know how to do this. Um, yeah, we got to the top and there's videos of this. We get to the top and the guide is like screaming, like to get the boat over here because it's a big cat and nobody's understanding like that, how big this cat is. And, uh, we have two people, two other people that are trying to help us hold this thing up. And then they've flop it into the boat, and everybody on camera is like, holy... The
0: 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911, and just about everything for guns. Log on to MidwayUSA.com.
2: Shit, and all this stuff, But, so it was big cat. It was really big. So it was, we thought it was a state record when we got into in the boat, because they put it on a scale, but it wasn't, you know, official with the DNR yet. Um, and it, their scale said 89, 90 pounds. So we were like, what is happening? And then he's on live video, which is kind of now silly, but it's fine, it's fine. Um on live video he's like this is the new state record they're like this is crazy and it was my first time diving and like they just couldn't believe it and everybody was going crazy uh and then the dnr weighed in the next day and it was wasn't the state record um it might be the lake record but i'm not for, sure on that um but it weighed in at 81 pounds to uh, 81.2 pounds and then the length of it was 52.25 inches so like almost as tall as me so it is <laughs> It was pretty wild. Um, I definitely still like still in shock that even happened. Uh, Cause it doesn't even seem real. You know, your first time noodling and you go down and that's what you pull up. It's like, holy cat, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> literally <laughs> like, holy cow. So what, uh, what
1: drove you to uh, go down there and try for uh, this noodling uh, experience?
2: Um, well, so I'm crazy and kind of just want to do all kinds of things and all kinds of fishing, whether it be with rod and reel or every other technique that there is. Mm -hmm. So I, there's this company out of Minnesota, it's called Her Wilderness that I went through. They like plan ladies outdoor hunting and fishing trips. So I hopped on that trip. And then um, a couple girls from Minnesota I drove down with. um, And then when we got down there, we met the rest of the girls and turns out everybody else was from Minnesota. And I was oh. the only one from Wisconsin, so it was kind of like the whole Midwest girls went down and noodled, and then I almost broke the state record, but just shy of it. So I'm after it next year, though. I go back down uh, next summer, and I'm after that fish again. So I think if she caught again by hand, she'll be the state record.
1: Right? Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: It sounds unreal, to even when you say it out loud, it sounds like not even real, but there's videos and there's pictures, it's real, it happened. <laughs> right, yeah, I was
1: looking through and I saw those pictures and I was like, good God, that thing is yeah. like as big as you! <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine like trying to swim up with like your hand in its mouth and uh, wrapped yeah. around it, It just like, I couldn't even, and you were what, 12 foot
2: down? Yeah, that part I don't even understand how it happened. Um <laughs> Because I'm not the strongest swimmer. I mean, I can swim, but, you know, not holding something. But because of buoyancy and water, it makes, yeah. like, I think it just made it feel light, I guess. I don't really know. Um, it's really confusing. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. it happened. But I knew when I, when I got up to the top um, in the videos, you can see, like, I'm struggling. I can't step because I don't have a life vest on. So people are holding me up with that cat. So... Right. Yeah, well, I mean, but,
1: yeah, they'd have to. Cause I mean, you know, an 80 pound catfish yeah. in 12 foot of water. I mean, yeah. Anybody would have to get some assistance yeah. with that too. So holy moly. Oh my gosh.
2: That's, <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that now, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, the weirdest thing is that I'm not like too fond of water. I'm like kind of scared of it. I'm scared of what I tell myself in it. So doing this was it, insane for me to begin with. And then now to realize that fish that big are in the water, I'm just like, ah, okay, that's a valid, that's a valid fear. (laughs) Right? Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, you know, breaking through those barriers and everything. I mean, heck yeah. And, you know, doing it by yourself too. That's, I mean, even more power to you there. That is so awesome. And then uh, I also see that you made a trip down to, um, Gosh, I'm gonna forget the name of the place again. Uh, down, Destin, Florida. Oh, yeah. Uh, looks yeah. like he did some uh, salt saltwater fishing down there. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So, like I said, I'm after like all the experiences. So I decided um, the guides that I went through in Mississippi actually he was in Florida getting his captain's license, oh. um, and the another group that had noodled with them, they had the girls had added me on Facebook. So they're from Florida. So I essentially flew, <laughs> flew to Florida to meet strangers uh, by myself. So I went down for ten days, and you know, I just fell in love with saltwater fishing. It's a totally different world than anything you can expect from freshwater. It's so hard to explain. Like if somebody's like, "Oh, why would you love it so much down there?" It's like just you throw a line out, you can catch who knows what. It's it's amazing. Um, so yeah, I went down to Florida for ten days. Essentially by myself, but I met up with some people along the way. Um, so the first stop was over in Jupiter, Florida. And we, uh, these women I met from the internet, um, we swam with sharks. So, oh my God, yeah. awesome. <laughs> and I, and yeah, it was crazy. Uh, so, no cage, just free swimming with sharks um with strangers so it sounds scary it was kind of but you know also the best thing like ever in life so um that was the first stop and then we did a little fishing over um on that side uh the Atlantic side we fished um for some snook with a guide and then we also fished um offshore for some fish and all I caught was a bonito there which was super awesome so that was my technically my first ocean fish And then um, I didn't catch a snook snook that night, uh, but I did catch a huge jack crevel, and that about took my finger off. (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. So when you're fishing, or the way this guide fished is you leave the bale open, and you have your bait out. And these are powerful fish, and you leave your finger on the line. The other girl caught a fish. I wasn't paying attention, and my finger was on the line, and the jack took the line. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So I have a finger still. The tip is on, but there was some blood. Uh, Wasn't the fish I was after, but it was still a fun time. Um, So that was a learning lesson for sure. (laughs) Don't put your finger that far on the line. Uh, And then I went over to, over and fished in Destin, um, which was fun. Destin and Panama City. So in Destin, um, I didn't really have a plan besides going on that shark adventure um so when I got to Destin I googled some things and I jumped on a party barge or a party boat which is a big fishing boat you jump on and fish with strangers again (laughs) Um, that's my life Uh, (laughs) but it was fine I survived so um that was fun just you know basically go out on this big boat and fish reefs you just drop it down feel the bite and reel up so that was really fun caught some fish And then also ate those fish, so that was good. Caught a bunch of mangrove snapper. Yeah, super good. Mangrove snapper, um, vermilion, Um, those might be the same, I don't remember. And then some other ones, no sharks or anything. And then I went over to Panama City and jumped on the Mississippi guy's boat, the guide from Mississippi. Uh, Jumped on his boat, Um, had a super good time. Caught a bunch of big red snappers, which are super fun. Um, some catfish, which is bizarre that there's even ocean catfish to me. They look the exact same as the ones here. And then <laughs> I caught some trigger fish. Um, caught a bunch of species for not being on boats that much, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't catch a shark, but when we were fishing red snappers, or just fishing and caught red snappers, um, his wife hooked up on a shark. So that's pretty cool. Uh, she fought it, and I recorded the whole thing. So she fought it for... 14 minutes I think and then it's an afterline. line so at least we got to see it we saw it like tail whip but overall a really fun trip definitely want to go back definitely hoping to move to the gulf someday because gulf fishing is just it's hard to explain it's the coolest thing in the world and so many species like you could fish every day and probably catch a different fish every single day
1: Right. Oh my gosh. That's, that's awesome. I've been, um, ocean, ocean fishing once. Um, when my husband and I went on our honeymoon, we went down to, uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, yeah. and uh, I did a fishing charter out of there and we caught, um, yellowfin tuna. And then, um, we each caught a, um, God, it, I, they look like what's called a Yahoo, but I don't think they're called Yahoo's that they look... They kind of look all the same. I'm trying to remember what he called it. Um Gosh darn it! Now I'm not going to be able to remember anyway. But uh, it was still cool because I mean, it was yeah, just, that's hey, awesome. caught these awesome fish down there. I mean, you know, yeah. the the yellowfin. The I mean, gosh, it was probably every bit of uh, 35, 40 pounds. I mean, this thing was that's huge. Crazy. So, that, that's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. It was definitely awesome. Definitely a trip I won't forget and hope to do again sometime. And uh, was
2: that? was that your first time saltwater fishing and, yes. only, and yes. only time or yep. yeah. first and yep. only time. Yep.
1: That I've ever done that. So, um, yeah. And of course, you know, living in the Midwest, it's not really a, uh, a quick trip to, yeah. you know, <laughs> go down to the ocean. So trying to make, uh, you know, every, um, um, uh, instance worth it. Um, I was hoping to maybe get down to do some, uh, fishing, uh, down in Texas, uh, this year, but, you know, COVID hit and, uh, kind of changed up a lot of things as well. So, um, but yeah, how have, uh, how have you coped with, uh, you know, the whole COVID and everything? Has it helped you fish more or fish
2: less? It has. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so I, even like before COVID, I tend to avoid people usually to fish. So it kind of really didn't, I mean, it changed my life, of course, but, uh, you know, I go to work, Come home go to go fishing, go to bed, go to work, repeat every day, so um um it hung. You know because I wasn't stopping at stores or going to places and stuff like that, so I think that helps immensely too. however, then, I just spent more money on fishing, so it was really it didn't balance out well, but it did because I had a lot of experiences but um see, so yeah, I think i I fished more this year than I ever have, but. I think that also is just because I've learned more. So I felt more confident, you know, going out and I fish solo, what, like 98% of the time. So I think I just built up this confidence more so that I can go night fish by myself in these places that I feel safe and be okay with it. So, Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's awesome. So, um,
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, So in your uh, short time of, you know, learning different techniques and tricks and stuff like that, what are some of your favorite uh, ways to fish, like techniques that you've learned uh, so far?
2: Well, I do like noodling. That was fun. (laughs) Um, So uh, that was fun. That's a list. I do want to do that in Wisconsin next summer or next season because it's legal here now. So I need to get on that. Yeah. Um, Otherwise just kind of, I've used a lot of plastics, soft plastics, that's my go-to this year. Um, and I kind of force myself to use them. I do avoid all of the hard plastics typically in my tackle box, just because for where I fish, the spots don't seem to be very effective for them. I lose a lot more than it's worth. Um, so I do love soft plastics. The big thing that I've been throwing lately is the Ned Rig. And I've been catching a lot of my fish on that. So like bluegills, big, big bluegills, big crappie, all my bass, typically my big bass, um, a PB came from that big pike. Um, so that's my main thing. Otherwise, that's kind of what I've been sticking to. I do, um, uh, use spinner baits a lot. Um, but soft plastics was like the realm that I dove into head first this year and started trying to master. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, when it comes to just even soft plastics in general, when you think about it, it sounds simple, but then you walk into a uh, fishing tackle store, you know, whether it be Bass Pro or a Little Mom and Pop Shop, and rows and rows and rows of plastics, and you're just like, uh... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So sometimes it's hard to figure out, you know, where do I start? What colors do I choose? What size do I choose? How do I fish with it? You know, that type of thing. And great thing about, um, you know, fishing is there's more than one way to catch a fish with and more than
2: one lure too, as well. Absolutely. It is super, uh, super intimidating, you know, walking into those bait shops and not really knowing like what you're looking for. Like you can watch a video on YouTube and you'd be like, I got this. I know what I'm going to do. Like I got the plan. And then you walk in and you're like, Oh, they did not tell me (laughs) there were all these options. And you're like, like for the Ned rig, like there's like a 2.75 size and then all the way up to like seven inch. And it's like, Hmm, I don't really know what to do. (laughs) So my problem is that I just kind of buy some of everything and use it, but then I get so much stuff. So it's, it's been a good thing, learning experience, but I just keep spending more money. So it's like a it's always downhill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Totally been there, too. You know, it's just like when I travel for tournaments, um, I'll check out local shops and everything. And I'll just be like, OK, I'm going to get like this and this. And I like, oh, but that looks really good. and I want that. And just like, oh, they don't sell these online. I got to have some of these. Before yep. I know it, I spent like a 100 bucks. I'm like, Yay, whoopsie.
2: <laughs> yep. I do that far too often. Or sometimes I go in and I'm like, this is all I'm getting. This is it. And then they don't have it. They don't have it. And then I'm like, well, I got to buy something now. So then I just, and then it's like, well, shoot, I didn't get anything close to what I needed to get. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yep. Yeah. The struggle is real. Yeah, Never ending. <laughs> right. So
1: what are your primary ways of getting out to fish? So do you bake fish? Do you have a boat? Um, how do you fish?
2: Yeah. So like 98% of the time I shore fish and solo um, so that's where most of my fish come from. Like if you see my Instagram, most of those are caught from shore. You, if, if it's caught in a boat, you're going to see the picture that's caught in the boat. Um, so just shore fishing. I love shore fishing. Um, I study maps a lot, probably too much. Um, study Google Earth a lot. <laughs> um, and then also use the Wisconsin DNR has a great, um, a great site that's an interactive map. I don't have the link. I should tell you the link, but I don't have it right now. It's where all the public, public landings um, and then, like, shore access points and, like, canoe. And it's really great. And it's an underutilized tool, I think, um, that the DNR has that the, they promote it, but not many people know about it, it seems. Um, so that's been super helpful. And, you know, otherwise I just drive around a lot and down back roads to find spots. And that's where a lot of my spots have come from, too, is just drive around and turning left down this weird road and then there's tons of, i mean that's what i do uh right. and tons of access so like the prime example is the wisconsin river is where i mainly fish and i think from from the like the dells area wisconsin mm-hmm. dells area for people that might not know it um all the way down to where it connects with the mississippi i think there's like ninety-two thousand acres i think of um uh state land on both sides of it so there's a lot of opportunity for shore fishing and shore access um along the wisconsin river and a lot of it is untouched because some of it you have to actually hike in hike into the shore spots so um definitely a lot of fishing and a lot of a lot of spots that are easily accessible by shore if you just study a little bit and look at maps Um,
1: Awesome. Yeah. And I know that website that you're talking about, too, because I will frequently uh, check it out whenever I have a uh, tournament in a new place in Wisconsin, be like, all right, you know, where are the ramps at? You know, what species in there? What are the uh, fishing reports that that type of thing? So, yes, that is one good thing that Wisconsin does is yeah. uh, have that resource available because not every state does everything the same way, yeah. which they were not in, in some senses kind of like this. So you knew like, Hey, is this a public ramp or is this somebody's, you know, yep.
2: backyard drive-through to get to the river type of thing, you yep. know? So And and the cool thing about that app is I think I haven't been on there in a while, but um, like here near me anyway, the only ramps that are really marked with like boat landing signs are more of the, developed ones i guess if you will Mm -hmm. like ones are i don't know what the word is for that but um it doesn't they don't always mark canoe landings or portage spots so that's the nice thing about that map too is that they put all of those on there as well
1: yeah. And you know, that's a very uh, helpful resource too, you know, cause for, you know, people like yourself who rely on shore fishing, you know, you're like, all right, well, yeah, I know that there's these boat ramps and everything, but like, yeah. I want to like go along the shore. I don't want to yeah. be limited to just one place to go. So yeah, that's definitely an awesome resource to have, um, and share with others out there. Um, Let's see here. I just lost my train of thought here for a second. Um, <laughs> it happens frequently, you know, but hey, you know, it's my podcast, it's my show, I kind of do what I want. Type of thing. <laughs> um, let's see here. What, um, now you were talking about uh, PBs and stuff like that. What are your uh, current PBs when it comes to uh, like bass or uh, I guess Wisconsin fish in a sense?
2: Um, yeah. I was going to say catfish. We already know it's big. Um, (laughs) That's just not happening again. Um, So let me see. Uh, Largemouth bass is four pounds. So not my PBs are not PBs to other people because they're like, well, that's tiny. But that's my PB. Uh, I think smallmouth is just under that. It was three point three point eight or something like that so pretty big as that's well but yeah it was huge and that was up on uh the bay of green bay or oh i guess lake Michigan or sturgeon bay, sturgeon bay. Um, oh, so that was pretty fun They're footballs up there you know they feed off those gobies so they're just tanks all of them um pb sturgeon lake sturgeon is going to be like 40 that one that i caught back in the spring um bowfin which is another fish that's um i love it I love weird species, obviously, because I'm after them all. But a lot of people think bowfin need to be, like, banked and killed immediately. But they can be released into the water. Um, Mm -hmm. They're actually not as harmful to the environment as people insist that they are. um, Because they are a native species to Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, anyway. I don't know about other states. Yeah, Um, it's the snakehead that you got to worry about. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So my PB bowfin right now is, I think, 23 inches, which is pretty big, I think um i mean those are pretty cool fish pretty creepy (laughs) they're weird Uh, (laughs) looking (laughs) they are and and they just flop like you know it's hard i've dropped them before and i hate dropping fish but because of like their armor you can't like get a good grip on them Mm -hmm. Uh, so they're very slippery uh my pb pike i think right now still less than 30 so just shy of 30 so I'm not in that 30-inch club unfortunately yet.
1: I'm not either, you know, surprisingly. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, for the years that I've been fishing on a lot of lakes that hold yeah. big pike and musky, like my biggest pike I think is under 30 as well because it's just I haven't been lucky enough to catch anything really big yet. I'm I'm still hoping, but uh, yeah.
2: yeah. And you know, I, I never catch them. Like I don't target them necessarily. I always mm-hmm. catch them like when I'm bass fishing. So it's like, yep. dang it. Like I don't under, anytime I try to target them with minnows, it just never works out. So <laughs> I always catch them bass fishing. Makes no sense, but that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then let's see what else. Uh, perch. I am, let's see my perch size. I am just shy of jumbo. So I think 11 inches for my perch right now um which is really big um but there are some bigger ones out there in wisconsin in the like the backwaters of the mississippi and the wisconsin river and then let's see what else crappie um i am just shy of 13 for my crappie and i am at a and yeah if those are big um those are fun um i'm in a wisconsin women's fishing group wisconsin women fish and we do master we do master angler awards, so I do know that my crappie is less than thirteen because master angler is thirteen, and I can't beat it. So <laughs> oh, you're so close. Not yet. You'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> trying. Right. <laughs> so being uh,
1: a lady angler, you know, kind of in this day and age and, you know, being only limited to bank fishing, bank what have been what some have been of been your struggles? struggles, Um, you know, um, are, you, are you, you, let's see here, how do I put this, um, do you ever have to deal with like, you know, negativity or do you ever feel like there's this, um, like, stigma on women and being a woman angler, whatnot, you know, because you had an interesting post um, on your Facebook page uh, about this one, what do they call it, like, bunny anglers, you know, who just, you know, yeah, 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 you know, type of thing. And it's just like, yeah, you know, they aren't really fishing type of thing. So just, you know, wondering if you've had any – like, you know, struggles as like a woman, have people treated you differently? Like going into tackle shops, you know, and just like asking questions. Like I've had, you know, both sides of the fence, like the, I'll walk in there and the guys are just like, what do you want? I'm like, I'm looking for this bait. Where's it that? And they're like, Oh, she knows what she's talking about. Well, yeah, I do know what I'm talking about. Come on. You know? <laughs>
2: uh, I definitely thought this question was going somewhere else because you got started <laughs> it with, you started it with um, shore fishing and struggles. I was going to be like, I do catch a lot of trees. Yes. (laughs) That's not what's happening here. Um, so yeah, I do, you know, it's not, I don't understand it why women can't be in the industry or be as prominent as men. Um, because there's a lot of women out there that are true anglers and that are better than a lot of men fishing. Um, men don't like to hear that. Um, Mm -hmm. but I got the most like flack when I caught that catfish, uh, I got a lot of hates, And, you know, I didn't have a shirt on in the picture. I had a swimsuit top and I had shorts on. Um, not a problem. You couldn't even see anything. And I just got constantly bashed. And it's like, do, you're not seeing that 80 pound fish that I'm holding. Like you're going right. to because I have a little strap, you're going to make fun of how fat I am or this or that. It's like, why don't you look at the fish? I just caught a near state record. Um, but, you know, everyone tells me that, oh, it's just haters and like people that are jealous. And it's like, yeah, maybe it is, you know, because not many people like dive can dive down and catch a fish and you know pull up a huge fish, but I don't understand it. I never will. Um, I do get flack all the time. Like, if I fish in a tank top, I always fish in tank tops or a swimsuit top when it's 90. I, I'll admit it, but I actually catch my fish and I'm actually putting in the work to catch my fish and you know, do doing all the research. Um, so I'm not this, just there for posing with a fish that someone's caught, um, or holding it behind my butt and doing weird. <laughs> I don't understand right? that part. I don't um, know. <laughs> that part your, or fish bras. I don't get it, I guess. Um, and I, and like somebody, I posted something recently Oh, that post that you're you're talking about, um, somebody's like, well, you shouldn't shame women and this and that's like, well, I'm not re- shaming women. They can do absolutely what they want to, but own up to the fact that, you really don't fish or you don't catch your own fish or you are posing, you know, just for the likes. And the sad thing is that it's these, those women that are models and, and what'd you call them? Bunny. What'd you call them? Uh, uh,
1: what did I call them? Yeah, the bunny anglers or something like that. Just, you know, kind of making fun of like, you know, play, Playboy yeah. easily. <laughs> you know, it's just like, that's what they're doing. Like, come yeah. on. If they're not wearing a top, And half their butt is hanging out. And they're like, oh, I'm holding this fishing rod. Look, I'm fishing. Like, no, you're not. Stop it. Like, no,
2: that is not what you're trying to do here. (laughs) And, you know, it's so frustrating that the women that actually put in time, like true anglers, whatever, they can wear whatever they want. You won't see them without a shirt on. But if they want to, I guess they can. Um, But you can more than you're more than welcome to fish in a swimsuit. It's the way you go about how you're holding the fish or what you're doing with the fish in what is the main focus of that picture? Um, I lost my train of thought. I was just going to say that. Um, but
1: yeah, it's definitely how they're projecting themselves yeah. and how they're like selling that picture in a sense too. You know, and it's 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 about you know putting in the work for it too. Because, you know, in the kayak fishing industry, you don't hear of, you know, these top female anglers. We do have some amazing anglers. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Christine Fisher. Um, She's like, you know, the elite of female anglers out there. You know, she has worked hard to, you know, break these boundaries of, you know, the whole sexist idea with women anglers. Just just like you don't have to follow these silly social and uh, community standards to like be a woman you know it's just like go out there and catch fish who cares what I look like you know if you're gonna just base me off of my looks alone and not off talent you know what then I'm gonna give you the big old bird because you know you're not even gonna give me the time of day you know it's just like whatever you know it just it's, it's frustrating that that's what, you know, society and culture is right now. But hopefully, you know, with ladies like you and me and all these other ladies out here who are trying to be like, hey, listen, that's not what it's about. You know, right. hopefully we can try to, you know, change some ways and change some views out there to get more women recognized that uh, deserve it.
2: And that's the frustrating thing, you know, that those women that do that, they give us a bad like a bad reputation like because the, the industry and I don't know maybe this isn't true but this is my perspective that the industry for women is that then it's not like the actual women that are out winning tournaments like Christine uh and kicking butt and beating the men uh and probably out fishes like a lot of like 75 percent of men out there yes. um and yes. when, or more I don't know or less um so it's really taken away from the, I don't, I don't know the exact word, but, you know, it's just taken away from the true authenticity of how good women anglers actually are and that they're not just models and yes. yeah, sex objects, if that's what you want to call them. Um, we actually do have knowledge uh, and we know things <laughs> and we <laughs> can catch big fish. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, the industry, it just seems that those are the women that are always going to get famous and that are always going to be at the top. And it's like, they shouldn't be, though, because go ask them how they caught that fish. Uh, what were the water condi- conditions? Like, what, what were they using? What kind of line? What pound test? What kind of rod and reel? You know, it's, it's these things that go into actually catching fish and fishing, uh, like the science behind it, as I call it, and the research, and they're just going to be like, um, I don't know. Like, you know, it's like, okay, then maybe you shouldn't be in the spotlight right <laughs>
1: please yep. somebody yep.
2: that knows what actually is and can inform people and educate uh be at the top but that's not going to happen for a long time it seems so we're just going to have to keep pushing through and trying uh to change the industry right yep
1: yep and, and sometimes that's just best that we can do you know i mean unfortunately in today's world sex sells you know and Whether or not we like it, that's kind of how it is sometimes. But, you know, if we just keep doing what we keep doing, you know, hopefully these companies are going to see the realness of these ladies and the true talent and effort that they're putting in to try to, like, make a name for themselves. Be like, listen, I may not be your Victoria's Secret angel, but let me tell you, I'll go catch, you know. 10 pound bass down in texas and florida and you know kick these elite men angler butts you know it's just like come on give me a chance you know
2: (laughs) i mean really though that's the that's what it needs to be so yep yep so
1: we'll get there someday you know hopefully so but uh yeah so kind of flipping that a little bit to kind of where you thought I was going with the conversation at first, you know, some of your struggles with bank fishing, obviously, you know, you're limited to just shore fishing. So, you know, you're not in a boat or anything that where you have a graph or anything that can show you depth and structure, um, water temperature or anything like that. So, you know, you pretty much are just relying upon, you know, what you've seen on, you know, Google Earth and other maps and stuff like that. But. You know, when you're out there walking along the shoreline, I I mean, you're just relying basically on your skills and hoping that fish are there.
2: Uh, Basically, yes. Sometimes (laughs) they are. Sometimes they're not. Um, I've gone quite a while without getting skunked. So that's good. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, (laughs) that's the important thing. Um, So, yeah, and I don't actually have any apps. Right now, um, like Navionics is a big one. Um <laughs> I have not invested time into that really. Um I know it would be helpful for shore fishing, but what I really do is just use those ones that I talked about earlier, you know, the DNR site and then Google Earth. Um and then actually the whole DNR website, I, I look for State Land. Um and uh forgot where I was going with this, but um I forgot where I was going. <laughs> that's <okay. laughs> um yeah I forgot (laughs) (laughs) no worries yeah so um what are some of your
1: uh favorite places that uh you like to fish uh in your hometown or in Wisconsin in general
2: um so I'm a big fan of the Wisconsin River um it all depends on water level though because if the water's too high then a lot of my spots are underwater and I can't get to them and the water's flowing too fast there's too much debris and it's just not beneficial to even drive there. Uh, Wisconsin River is a big one because I am in that that area where it's on both sides of the Wisconsin River, um, the north and south side. It uh, There's ample options for shore spots. Um, so I have some of my go-tos. I have probably like 30 spots. Oh, nice. Um, I don't tell you about, but, you know, I kind of work them depending on water level. Um, I base it off the, the water level at the bridge on 23, which... Some people might know of um there's a big sandbar there that goes across a lot of people swim there depending on how much of that sandbar is exposed i know whether i need to drive 20 miles this way or like five miles this way or where i need to go um so i do base it a lot off one sandbar that i can see from a bridge um but otherwise yeah just a lot of driving around finding spots Right. Right. but I mean, you think about that,
1: though, that that local knowledge that you have learned just about that sandbar, you know, you're using the the natural resources that are given to you. You're like, okay, I know if I can see that sandbar, I can go to this place today and then like, all right, if I can't see it, then I got to go to that different place. Whereas, you know, somebody who's looking you know, at like Navionics or Google Earth even, they may not see that stuff. And, you know, that kind of puts you at a little bit of an advantage too. So definitely uh, good things to, you know, give yourself credit for.
0: Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throw? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.
2: <laughs> and I, I do fish local lakes around here, but I'm better at, this is so sad, I'm better at river fishing than I am lake fishing. So, like, when I get on a boat, I suck fishing on a boat. I don't understand it. <laughs> so, I, I do kind of fish anywhere in streams here when I trout fish during season. But um, my kind of, like, my heart lies in the Wisconsin River, and it's just become my go-to because there's so many species. Um, that's kind of my thing. I like to fish for anything are all species. So I'm not just solely a bass angler, uh, which you can go to the nearest lake here and catch bass all day, which sometimes I do. It kind of just depends on my mood. If I want to, you know, go and catch walleye, or do I want to go and catch catfish or suckers or drum and have a smorgasbord, or (laughs) do I want to stay local and just catch a bunch of bluegills all day just for fun? Um, so that plays a big part into where I want to drive. Um, I do drive all over, uh, obviously, drove down south, and I drive up to Minnesota all the time. Um, but kind of my mood plays a big part into where I want to fish and what I want to fish for. Sure, yeah. Sure.
1: I mean, why not, right?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, so what are some of, uh, besides, you know, trying to catch every species in Wisconsin, um, what are your goals for the rest of the year and, uh, what do you hope to do for 2021?
2: Uh, it's going to be a very hard year to top. That's for sure. (laughs) I've had a big year. Uh, so the rest of 2020, um, I really don't have a plan for the rest of 2020. I just, decided that I'm going to start hunting white-tailed deer here in Wisconsin. So that's coming up. So that's my main focus right now. I've never done it and I'm teaching myself thanks to YouTube and some friends. Um, so that's what I'm doing. And then, you know, before, before, you know what, ice is going to be here. So I do, I'll go fish here and there, but I haven't had much luck of catching a bunch right now. I did just catch some walleye not too long ago, but, um, fishing is kind of slow for me right now. And then once ice comes, it'll be my second ice season. So kind of going to try to do as much as I can and learn as much as I can this ice season. Last year I just started. So I've only caught one pike through the ice and oh, then nice. the rest are only bluegills. I don't even think I've caught crappie through the ice. Um, no. So I just, just bought my first Markham um, from a lady in the fishing club and I bought a couple reels last year and a tip up. So i kind of have the basics gonna try to hopefully learn as much as i can catch big fish and just kind of experience everything i did buy a sturgeon tag to spear so Ooh. i may Ooh. i i don't know how i feel about that yet um i kind of feel guilty you know taking an, that old of a fish uh, obviously and harvesting it however i am after experiences and just trying things so i bought a tag People have invited me to go with them and to try it. However, I may just spectate this year. I don't know yet. I haven't decided. So that'll be the start of 2021. And then next year, I don't really know. Um, noodling again, hopefully after that state record this time in Mississippi, if I can yeah, find her. Yeah. Heck yeah. And then uh, I kind of want to move south down to the Gulf, Gulf of Mexico. So that's kind of been on my radar And starting my own fishing company. So a lot of things in the works. I just have not like jumped the gun. You know, I haven't started applying for jobs. Or looking for fishing boats to hop on down there yet. That'll be the goal. Move to, I think, Florida maybe. Uh, Getting in the fishing. There's way more options to fish down there, it seems, than up here. Yes, Wisconsin, I've been blessed. And have tons of water near me. Fishable water. so much. Uh, It's really unbelievable. Um, But I guess it just. I'm ready to taste the ocean, you know, and all the fish in it. So that's kind of the plan. Obviously, still have the 160 plus fish to catch, which I have not caught any. So that's always on the board. But nothing's set in stone yet. Uh, I'm always after options, always looking for options, and always looking for fun trips. So the calendar will be filling up shortly, hopefully
1: awesome good deal well that that is some major goal aspiration right there i mean heck yeah more power to you um i've never ice fished in my life really and no so like around here in illinois uh, central illinois we don't really get ice much anymore i mean we do but anymore it just it doesn't stick around long enough to be safe or anything so yeah it's kind of unfortunate with climate change but um there's a Midwest ladies okay, oh what is it called? Oh yeah, uh, yep.
2: Um, if, if, when, uh, where, where's m- it at?
1: Millax. Am I gonna say that right? Millilax. Oh, um,
2: Midwest, Midwest
1: women's ladies, wait Yeah. I know, I know, I keep getting it
2: mixed up too. <laughs> it's ladies Midwest meetup. Yes, is that that's the one? It. That it yes. is one. Yeah, that one yes that one and then I
1: know that they're talking about having one in Wisconsin as well yeah. um so I'm definitely going to try to do both um so uh yeah if you're doing one of them or both of them mm-hmm. hope to uh, you know meet you in person to do that because that would be
2: awesome yeah we'll have to, we should definitely fish um have yes. you are you part of Wisconsin women fish at all I am not but so I that yeah,
1: exactly. That'd be, that'd be really awesome. And, uh, I had a tournament on, um, the Wisconsin river this past season. Um, when was it back in August? Yes. And that was amazing. So we were on, uh, the section where it's like Lake Wisconsin.
2: Um, okay. Yeah. Not far from me. I don't think Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, and it just, it was awesome. And just, like river fishing is kind of still kind of foreign to me, just because yeah. I mean I, I'm by the Illinois River, but it's not really a great river to fish on. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, like every time I'm up in Wisconsin, I just you know I see all these different rivers and everything. And I fished on the uh, White River in Indiana and loved every minute of it. And so I definitely want to get into uh, river fishing more often too. Yeah,
2: and you did the Wisconsin. Oh no. So you fish Lake Wisconsin or the actual river part of the Wisconsin River?
1: So I was on, I'm trying to think because it it runs through there and like it kind of widens up to the river part. I was up in kind of like the northern part of the lake part where there's all the different sandbars. Yep. That's the part I was at. Yeah,
2: Yeah, the Wisconsin is a beast. Uh, (laughs) It's definitely (laughs) unpredictable like I think you were in more of the lake the dammed up part before the dam um but like when you get into the actual river the flowing river it's crazy it can change so fast uh and like sandbars can be there one day and then like even just going to my same spots, uh completely different water level the next day uh it's insane I I love it but it's also scary
1: (laughs) right yeah definitely definitely but yeah we'll definitely have to uh Talk about some different events and everything, and I don't know if you ever heard about the uh, uh, Worldwide Women's event that we had last year. We were supposed to have it this year, but it got canceled because of COVID, um, but we did that down in um, uh, just right outside Branson. Um, we were on Lake como and I mean, we had women from all over the nation come just to learn you know, fishing, kayak fishing in general, talk about different, um, you know, learning different techniques and stuff like that. So uh, I'll definitely have to uh, shoot you the uh, uh, Facebook page for that. So uh, you can join in on that awesomeness.
2: Yeah. And that's in Missouri. Is that Missouri? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so um, I think we're still
1: going to try to have it in Missouri again for next year. Um, They haven't uh, planned anything yet just because, you know, everything's still really uncertain with uh, COVID and what's going to happen next year. So, but uh, yeah, uh, I'll definitely get you all that information. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been an awesome time talking with you and getting to know you and hearing all your awesome adventures and everything. and. (laughs) Glad to hear that there's awesome ladies like you out there. And I mean, you know, just, just, uh, it's always, you know, amazing to me to hear, you know, people besides uh, kayak anglers, cause you know, that's kind of like my niche and everything, but just to hear, you know, you're, you're a bank fishing lady, you know, it's just like, wow, you know, it, it, it puts things into perspective sometimes cause it's just like. You know, I have the availability to kind of fish wherever I want in the kayak, yeah. you know, whereas you, you know, you're just limited to the banks. And I'm just like, man, you know, she's she's got to learn things a lot more, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot more, uh, like, challenging, you know, because it's just, yeah. yeah, you're very limited in what you can do. So, but that's awesome that you're going on your own and doing your own thing and learning every chance that you get, so
2: and you know the thing with bank fishing is that like I can't just go to the fish they kind of have to come to me so I've right. gotten pretty good pretty good at bank fishing um and I catch I think I catch a lot of nice quality fish um for being a bank fisherman or from shore fishing most of the time
1: right yeah which is awesome still I mean yeah more power <laughs> to you in that. <laughs>
2: i mean I'd, I'd love a boat but it's a little expensive so someday yeah,
1: yeah. Bo- boats are pretty expensive that's why i went the kayak route because you know i mean kayaks are a little bit more affordable yeah. <laughs> so yeah but uh yeah next year i'll have to bring up my second kayak if i'm because uh, i mean i'll be up in madison um oh, yeah. uh first part of june oh, so of i'll bring june, my second so. kayak okay, okay. and second
2: kayak Can i go along. Heck yeah, I'll do that. Otherwise, wherever you are, if you have a second kayak, I can always drive. (laughs) That's
1: what I like. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Well, Emily, it has definitely been a pleasure talking with you tonight. Um, Anything else you'd like to share or tell?
2: Um, I don't, I feel like we talked about a lot, but I feel like I could talk for days. So <laughs> that's a lot to process for now for the people. So you right. can always do it. <laughs> that's right. You know, I mean, Hey, I
1: can have whoever I want on here, however many times I want. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, thanks again for uh, taking the time uh, to chat tonight. And uh, oh, uh, do you want to uh, let everybody know what your um, Instagram or YouTube pages or uh, separate Facebook yep. pages?
2: Yep. So I haven't started my YouTube yet, um, but currently my Instagram is the real M Angler. Um, so play on my name, and that's what my Facebook page is. And then the YouTube channel will be obviously links to my Instagram soon and then it'll be the same concept. I have a lot of content and a lot of trips that I have filmed that I have not edited. So I have a lot of work to do. (laughs) (laughs) Video editing is a beast. I will kudos to that. (laughs) Yep.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, guys, make sure you give her a like and a follow on Instagram and her Facebook page. And uh, thanks again. And we'll see you guys on the next adventure.
3: on all your jig and tackle needs.
0: Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.